Say hello to a new era of mental health care. Cerebral is here to help you achieve your mental wellness goals with professional therapy and medication management support. 100% online. You'll experience the all-new Cerebral way, an innovative approach to mental wellness designed around you. You'll get a personalized treatment plan from a therapist, prescriber, or both in a safe and judgment-free space. Your cerebral therapist or prescriber will outline a customized plan with clear milestones along the way, so you can get to feeling your best. With Cerebral, you're not alone in your mental health journey. We're here to empower you to live a fulfilling life. So take that first step towards a brighter future and sign up today at Cerebral.com slash podcast and use code ACAST to get 15% off your first month. Offer only valid on monthly plans. Other exclusions may apply. Offer ends July 31st, 2024. See site for details. Want flexibility? Take yoga. Want flexibility with your health insurance? Check out United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly medical, dental, and vision coverage that may be right for you. More at UH1.com. Quality sleep is essential for boosting energy, recovery, and well-being. So take your sleep to the next level with Sleep Number. With a Sleep Number smart bed, you can individualize your comfort level and enjoy a better sleep night after night. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now the Queen Sleep Number C4 smart bed is only $1,599, a saving of $300, only for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. Hello and welcome. I am your host, Michael Moorcroft. The world is full of unseen forces. Let me be your guide as we lift the veil and peer into the face of the unknown. This is the major as well. You'll want a one guide to all things witchcraft and spiritual. Welcome back, majors. This week, we have the ancient Greek goddess of night and somewhat of a dark matriarch, Nyx. The disappearance of the sun, the primary source of life, has had quite a deep impact on the human psyche, and night as a result carries potent symbolism. In the depths of night, the darkness absorbs and merges the many into one. There's also a fear that we may not be recognised as ourselves, and night limits our capacity to see, one of the main senses for survival. And it's within the night's unknown depths that our darkest fears surface. It's often at night when we feel that we are at our most vulnerable, and the darkness can conceal that which poses a threat. It's in the night where symptoms of sickness manifest stronger. Now this is due to cortisol levels being lower in the bloodstream, allowing white blood cells to detect infections and fight them, making people feel sicker. Some have said that it's also in the night that people are most likely to die and a recent study showed that hospital survival rates dropped once darkness descended. One of the ten plagues of Egypt brought on by Moses was the day turning to night and the darkness remaining for three days, grinding Egypt to a halt. It's also at night when the supernatural come out to play. In certain European countries, it was illegal to work at night, 
working the late hours was seen as suspicious, as this was the time where the devil's work was done. But night can induce romance, love, and desire. It's a time of rest, of peace, and calm, and holds the potential for creativity. The goddess Nyx represents all of these aspects, and she is highly nuanced, which is extended throughout her many children. But let's look into her. Translating to night, Nyx is the daughter of chaos, and when I say chaos, I don't mean in terms of disorder and disruption. Chaos to the Greeks meant a black void or an empty space. So she's the daughter of chaos, and all the gods feared her, even Zeus, as she was older than him by three generations and more powerful. Though in some texts, it suggests that she even predates chaos. Now, Nyx is part of the group of deities within mythology, called the Protogeni. These are the firstborn deities, or immortals, and rule over the basic building blocks of the universe and its natural forces. Essentially, they are personified. For example, you may have heard of Kronos, he is time, Uranus is the skies, and Nyx is the night. And some sources say that out of this group, she was one of the first that came to be. It's said that she raised and nurtured Kronos. She also stood at the creation of the universe and chanted, while her daughter Nemesis, Divine Retribution, clashed cymbals, beat a tympanon, a type of drum, and in ecstatic dance, shaped and moved the heavens into the correct place and to the rhythm of Nick's chanting. In the cosmogony of Aristophanes, it tells of creation involving Nyx, quote, At the beginning, there was only Chaos, Nyx, Dark Erebos, and Deep Tartarus. Gaia, Air, and Uranus, who is Heaven, had no existence. Firstly, Black-Winged Nyx laid a germless egg in the bosom of the infinite deeps of darkness. And from this, after the revolution of long ages, sprang the graceful Eros, or Love, with his glittering golden wings, swift as the whirlwinds of the Tempest. He mated in deep Tartarus with the dark chaos, winged like himself, and thus hatched forth our race, which was the first to see the light. That of the immortals did not exist until Eros brought together all the ingredients of the world, and from their marriage, Uranus, Okeanos, Gaia, and the imperishable race of blessed gods sprang into being. Now from that eggshell, one half became Gaia, the earth, and the other became Uranus, or the sky or heavens. In Orphic mythology, and I should say, Orphic mythology is very contradictory, and is essentially a set of beliefs, a set of religious beliefs, centred around the Greek pantheon. Now in this mythology, there were a succession of six kings who ruled over life. The first was Eros, who passed the royal scepter to Nyx, who in time gave it to her son Uranus. And from him, it was seized by Kronos, and then by Zeus, the ultimate ruler of the cosmos. Now Nyx rides out over the sky in a chariot, and her veil covered in stars trails behind her and blankets the earth in darkness. 
giving us the night sky. She has many children who rule over primordial powers, and she had these children with Erebos, the darkness. Some of these children include Himera, the day, the Morai, the fates, I mentioned them briefly in last week's episode, Thanatos, death, and Hypnos, sleep, to name a few. And she was also seen as the mother of demons and dangerous titans, having given birth to fear itself, Metus, as well as Miseria, misery, Charon, the ferryman of Hades, Moros, doom, and again many more. I'm not going to name them all because she had a lot of children, and some of them she produced asexually. Now the ones that were made asexually, they tend to represent the more darker sides of humanity, like deceit, strife, and toil. She resides in a deep cave in Tartarus, which is a place as well as her brother, or in some versions on the edge of the cosmos, where she delivers prophecies that were far more accurate than what the other gods could deliver, as well as the Oracle of Delphi. She also had an oracle in the city of Megara on the Acropolis, which is an ancient burial ground. There's little known about this site, but some have suggested that it was a place where dream incubation took place, the idea of dreams that healed. Check out my episode on healing magic to learn more. But that would kind of make sense, because dreams, they weren't outside her realm. You know, this idea of night and sleep and dreaming. They're very much a container for those ideas. In other versions, she lives with her daughter Himera. They never stay together in the one place, they are forever passing each other. In some versions, as one is coming in the front door, the other is leaving through the back. Hesiod describes it in Theogony, quote, There also stands the gloomy house of night, ghastly clouds shrouded in darkness. Before it Atlas stands erect and on his head, and unwearying arms firmly support the broad sky, where night and day cross a bronze threshold, and then come close and greet each other. It was said that as Helios the sun god was sinking in the sky, Nyx is getting ready and harnessing her team of either black horses or black bulls, getting ready to take flight. Now, she wasn't really worshipped in ancient times. She had no temples. She was far too removed from humans to have an interest in their affairs. It's thought she did, however, have a mystery cult, though we're not too sure on that, and it's far more likely that she was involved in other mystery cults that centred around the Olympians. Some small statues of her have been discovered, which suggests some worshipped her within the home. She's also linked to Hecate, a powerful goddess of magic, as witches and magical practitioners conducted magic in the depths of night and under the night sky, as it was thought the darkness gave them power. It's also likely that Nyx was invoked along with other gods and goddesses to provide a backdrop. For example, let's say you want to invoke Hecate and Artemis, both having associations with the moon, you might include Nyx with the association of the night sky that frames the different stages of the moon. We know that there was a statue of Nyx at the temple of Artemis at Ephesus, and also cult names were sometimes given to some deities with compounds of Nyx. For example, Dionysus Nicotelos, meaning nocturnal, and Aphrodite Philopanix, 
meaning who loves the whole night. Nyx watches over sailors and acts as a protectress of them, likely due to her connection to the night sky and this idea of celestial navigation. Money Money Oil is out now, specially formulated to bring in money. Made from bay, galbanum, pimento berry and basil to name a few, the smell is very green, the colour that is associated with money, and if you've listened to my Witch Better Have My Money episode, you know that I bathe in basil leaves, as medieval sex workers did the same to draw money to them, so potent is basil's effect. Galbanum is great for breaking through blockages. What's holding you back from making money? Pimento is good for setting new goals, and bay is used to bring in success in whatever endeavour you choose. To work with money money oil, you could dress a candle to draw in money, you could meditate with it. One ritual that I quite like is if you have a physical business, or maybe you work from home, or maybe you just want to draw money into your home, you could actually mop the floor so it's clean and then add a few drops of money money to fresh water and then mop again, paying particular attention to the front door with this idea of drawing money in. Whilst doing this, you could chant, money money, come to me, in abundance three times three, may I be enriched in the best of ways, harming none on its way, this I accept, so mote it be, bring me money three times three. I've actually dressed my money bowl with this oil. Now, money bowls are really easy to make. It's essentially a bowl that contains money, as well as things that represent money and drawing it to you. In mine, I have a magnet, I burn a green candle in it, there's a citron crystal, there's a modeling picture in there because I wanna earn money through that avenue, and my bowl is actually a green plant pot because I like the idea that it has this intended use for growing something. And I've anointed the edge of this pot with money money oil to essentially add another layer to its drawing power. If you want to draw money to you, money money oil is available now over on themajorswell.com. Now her appearance in Myth 2 is kept to a minimum, but when she does appear, she's often portrayed as powerful and fearsome. Her first main myth centres around Zeus and Cronus. So we have Zeus, who is the head of the Olympians. Now his dad is Cronus, and his mum is Rhea. Cronus received a prophecy that said one of his children would usurp him. So to stop this, every time his wife gave birth, he swallowed the child whole without harming them, and they were just captive in his stomach. After several births, Rhea was a little bit fed up of this, and when Zeus was born, she swapped the baby with a rock and gave that to Cronus instead. Now Zeus was whisked away to the cave where Nyx lived for safety. Meanwhile, Cronus has swallowed the stone and is throwing up his kids left, right and centre. Zeus grows in power and asks Nyx how he should proceed. She told him to get Cronus drunk with honey and then bind him in an oak forest. Zeus told Rhea his plan, and she threw a dinner party for Cronus and fed him honey, where he wandered off into the forest at night, remember Nyx is the personification of night, and Zeus bound and castrated him. 
Once again, he turned to Nyx on how to proceed. She told him to swallow Eros, the god of creation and life, and rebuild the universe, thus making Zeus king of the universe, that he rules over with his sister Hera. This second myth shows how powerful she is and that Zeus is scared of her. Hera conspired with Hypnos, the god of sleep, and the father of the Oniri. You might remember Morpheus, the god of prophetic dreaming. I mentioned them back in Divination 2, the episode. I've also done a Morpheus invocation on Patreon, with the aim of giving prophetic dreams. So, Hera. She wanted Zeus asleep, so she could successfully punish Heracles. He'd sack the city of Troy, and Hera wasn't keen on that. This was before the fall of Troy. So she made use of Hypnos and his talents, and put Zeus to sleep, while she sent blasting winds to the sea, whilst Heracles was travelling home. Now, Zeus wakes up, and he was outraged, and chases Hypnos to catch him and punish him. Hypnos runs away, and takes refuge with his mother Nyx. Now Zeus is so scared to anger her, he actually backs down and avoids invoking her wrath. I'm not going to lie, it's nice to see someone putting Zeus in his place. How would you work with Nyx? Well, there's references to Medea and Kirke. I've covered these two in previous episodes. And they invoke Nyx. Now, Medea on the night of a full moon invokes her, and draws down the moon so she can make Jason's father youthful again. And she does this with bare feet, as this was a requirement to perform magic. She stretches out her arms and turns around three times. She wets her hair three times, and then wails three times, and then places one knee on the ground and says, quote, O Nyx, mother of mysteries, and all ye golden astra, or stars, and thou divine three-formed Hecate, and thou kindly Gaia, who dost for magic potent herbs provide. The gods of night be with me now, by your enabling power at my behest, the deep earth groan and ghosts rise from their tombs. Thee too, bright Selene, I banish through thy throes the clanging bronze assuage. And just a note here, when working with the moon, it was custom to beat symbols, which is what she's talking about. Under my spells, even my grandsire's chariot grows pale, and Eos pales before my poison's power. This is a shortened version, and comes from Ovid's Metamorphosis. There's also mention that Medea had some sort of control or influence over Nyx. There's a passage where Medea walks through the night, presumably with a torch, illuminating the way, and Nyx is, quote, aghast or afraid to bring her darkness back. Further in the text, Kirke invokes the same deities, including Nyx, to summon ghosts and spirits. In Argonautica, Medea makes a sacrifice to, quote, terror-bringing Nox, her Roman counterpart. In Statius's The Bade Three, it's mentioned that Nyx will receive black bulls as sacrifices throughout the year, and in Virgil's Aeneid, Black lambs are sacrificed in her name, so clearly black is a correspondence, and you could use the epithet terror-bringing Nyx. Black tends to be a colour that's associated and offered to Catholic deities. Nyx is also linked to Hecate, 
with Bacchylides saying Hecate is the daughter of Nyx and one of Hecate's epithets is daughter of the night. Now you could invoke all of these deities within the one ritual, there's clearly an interplay between them, Hecate, Nyx, Kirke and Medea, and petition them with how you see fit. I would personally work with Nyx when feeling lost and under a dark moon. I would burn poppy seeds on a charcoal brick as she's associated with the flower, or you could burn sandalwood. I would then blow out any candles that are burning and then speak to her while sat in total darkness. I'm going to end today's show with an Orphic hymn dedicated to her, so you could start the ritual with it, then blow out the candle and speak to her. Some of her other epithets are with eyes of stars or star-eyed and nurse of the gods. No animal is more associated with the night than the owl, a strong correspondence of Nyx. I couldn't quite tell what the general consensus was on her. There's a lot of mention of her being evil. Hesiod doesn't see her favourably, describing her as quote, gloomy, awful and deadly. From his work, it looks like she was more hated than the Titans. Yet when the Greeks captured Troy under the cover of nightfall, they thanked Nyx for her blessings. And when she brought darkness to the world, according to Quintus Smyrnius, it released men from toil. And when Hera sent snakes to kill Heracles when he was a baby, it was Nyx that shed light on herself so the act could be witnessed. During the medieval era, she evolved and turned into a witch that haunted the night, and she's captured the imaginations of many poets and artists. Her Roman counterpart, Nox, seems to be much more gentle. She's described as a refresher of the mind. This ambiguity of Nyx is understandable. She resides over the night, and all its associations, whether they be good or bad. There's also no mention of clearly defined evil acts that she committed. It seems like it's people projecting onto her their fears. Today she's gained a lot of popularity, and has had a huge revival in terms of her worship. What I would say is just be careful how you approach her. She is far removed from the affairs of humans, and have a lot of respect as she is a primordial force. Majors, that's it. That's a wrap for today's show. Thank you so much for listening. My intent with this podcast is to provide guidance and inspiration for those on their spiritual path and to talk about interesting parts of history relating to spirituality. I also want to connect you with information that is both useful and reliable. Would you like to support me and encourage me in creating more episodes? With your support, I can give the podcast more time and create more quality content. You can support me through Patreon and gain access to exclusive content and be part of the Majors Well community, as well as being in the communal sugarpots bell. The link is in the episode description. You could also support me by following my Instagram at the Majors Well, leaving a review on Apple Podcasts and telling your friends about the show. Please get in touch with anything you wish to share at themajorswell at gmail.com and you may just get featured. A big thank you to Coral St. Clair for the podcast artwork. The poem this week is the Orphic Hymn to Nyx, and she's portrayed as one of the sources of gods and men, as well as a benevolent deity. Night parent goddess, source of sweet repose, 
from whom at first both gods and men arose. Here, blessed Venus, decked with starry light, in sleep deep silence dwelling upon night. Dreams and soft case attend thy dusky train, pleased with the lengthened gloom and festful strain, dissolving anxious care, the friend of mirth, with darkling coursers riding round the earth, goddess of phantoms and of shadow play, with drowsy power divides the natural day. By fate's decree you constant send the light, to deepest hell, remote from mortal sight. For dire necessity, which nought withstands, invests the world with adamantine bands. Be present, goddess, to thy suppliant's prayer, desired by all whom all alike revere, blessed, benevolent, with friendly aid, dispel the fears of twilight's dreadful shade. Peace out, witches. Have you ever Googled your own name? Prepare for a shock because your personal info, including addresses and phone numbers, is all out there. It's all harvested by data brokers and sold legally. Aura is a personal digital security service that scans the internet for your sensitive information and provides a full suite of privacy-enhancing tools. For a limited time, Aura is offering listeners a 14-day free trial at aura.com safety. That's A-U-R-A dot safety to learn more and activate the 14-day trial period. 